So that overtime goal against the Sharks, the Ducks didn't cheat, did they? Did they? Your Locked On Ducks, your daily podcast on the Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, everyone, to a new week of Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, or TLOPN, or TLOPN. I'm your host, Jason J.D. Hernandez, covering hockey for over a decade. Thank you for making this your first listen of the day. And this podcast is brought to you by Bet Bet BetOnline has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet online, where the game starts. And I bet if you put some money on last night's game, would you have expected overtime? No, I didn't expect it. I thought it would be a shutout. I thought the Sharks were not going to score. I thought it would be 3-0 or 4-0 going away. But I did say the Ducks would win for what it's worth, right? Maybe not in that fashion as we thought. So I could talk about the whole game itself i could talk about how the youth did well but i'll talk about that a little bit later i could talk about the fact that adam henrique is handsome and he's back and doing amazing i could talk about all that i could but i want to talk about that overtime goal all 14 seconds of it yes it took 14 seconds for the ducks to break a 2-2 deadlock against the San Jose Sharks in their 3-2 victory last night at the Ponza in front of what seems like about 9,000 fans. Where were you guys? Where were all the fans at at the Ponza last night? I was hoping to see a little bit more, but I, I don't want to call out all the fans. But, you know, I was just hoping to see a little bit more at the Pond last night. But that's another story for another day. Overtime. Let's break down the entire 14 seconds in 5 minutes. We're really going to stretch this out. It all started with the aforementioned Adam Henrique. Adam Henrique has made some huge strides in one particular aspect. That has been in the face-off dot. In last night's game, he was about 70%, actually 68% in the face-off dot yesterday. Normally, that's a job for Ryan Getzloff, and Getzloff was not present in last night's game. In fact, Ryan Getzloff, he's currently out at the moment with a lower body injury, so no Getze. So who's going to fill that role on winning important face-offs in center ice? Well, normally it would be Isaac Lundestrom, but Lundestrom left the game in the first period due to an injury. So now that leaves a couple of guys, Max Comtois, who Eakins doesn't play all that much, or Adam Henrique. You go with the crafty veteran Adam Henrique. As I mentioned, 68% on the faceoffs last night. Here's a fun stat for you guys. He's got a career high and faceoff percentage this season at 59%. His previous high was 55%. That was last season. The season before that, he was 55%. Season before that, his first with the Ducks, he was still really good at 52%. So ever since coming to the Ducks, he's improved in the faceoff dot, something that he was not good at with the New Jersey Devils. So Dallas Eakins, for what it's worth, he did know that he could rely on Henrik, and that's exactly what he did. Had him on the faceoff dot, won the faceoff, Easily, easily, 
Oh, and by the way, another fun little stat. Adam Henrique leads the team in face-off percentage. I mean, there is a player better than him in the face-off dot, and that's a Vanilla Terry, but that's a very small sample size. With at least 100 face-offs, Adam Henrique leads the team with 59%. Second on that list is Ryan Getzloff with 53%. So, hey, there's another fun little stat for you guys, which is explaining why we saw what we saw. So, Henrik wins the faceoff, immediately sends the puck right back, right back to Cam Fowler. Cam Fowler kind of corrals the puck in his own defensive zone, takes a beat, gives a couple seconds. That way, Henrik can slowly go towards the bench. And because of the speed that Henrik was going towards the bench, no one was covering Adam Henrik. Okay, that's fine. So then you had one guy come up towards Cam Fowler, passed it to his left to Troy Terry, who's amazing, by the way. Troy Terry kind of sees an opening, and he sees a streaking Ricard Raquel jump off the bench right at the blue line. And Raquel collects the pass from Troy Terry, tape to tape, right on the blue line. Raquel swoops in, does one deke, and Fakes out, completely undresses Zachary Sawchenko for the game-winning goal in overtime. See, I told you I could stretch it out. Once again, 3-2 over the San Jose Sharks. But, but, did they cheat? Is this a legal move? Well, first off, I will be completely honest here. I've seen this play before. I've seen this play in the American Hockey League. I've seen the goals play a ton. I've seen the rain play a ton. This was definitely a Mike Stuthers play because Dallas Eagans would not pull this crap in overtime. He hardly did any kind of... I mean, he did crafty plays, but nothing like that. That exact designed play where you win the faceoff, you go to the bench, and then you have someone else come in right at the same time. That is totally a Mike Stuthers move, and it is a brilliant effing move, and I loved it. I I watched it, and I went, oh, man. He did that. That was so him. So Raquel would be that guy to swoop in. And like I said, the rain used to do this. Brett Sutter, who, by the way, just played his thousandth professional game. He would be the one that used to win in the faceoff circle. Then he would go to the bench. And I've seen this on at least three occasions. Back in the day, it would be someone like Nick Dowd. And you know who would be the kind of player that would come in and score? Kempe! Oh no! That's right. Adrian Kempe. He did do this once. Where he swooped in from the bench and scored a game-winning overtime goal. Back in 2016. So, this is designed. Perfectly. But, my colleague JD Young liked to ask this question. Was it cheating? Did the Sharks get robbed here? Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, sir, but no, they did not. What happened is that Adam Henrique was he was going towards the bench. He was touching the bench. Therefore, he's not exactly part of the play. He is already leaving the playing area and going towards the bench. And his hands are on the bench. So he is no longer part of the play. At the same time that Henrique puts his hands on the bench... The puck is still in the defensive zone, so it has not entered the neutral zone yet. Ricard Raquel 
barely enters the game at just the right time, just as it enters the neutral zone on the pass from Troy Terry. So not only was it a perfect pass, but it was perfect timing. If Troy Terry passes that a half second earlier, or if Ricard Raquel jumps in a quarter of a second earlier, that would have been called. It would have been called too many men on the ice, and the Ducks would have been nailed on that one. So I give credit to Troy Terry for having just the right amount of patience for waiting to pass, and Ricard Raquel for having the presence of mind to wait right when Henrik touches the boards and then he jumps in. So I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Chompy boys, but it was a perfectly legal play. It is not offsides. It is not too many men on the ice. Ducks win three to two. Play sweetness. There was much rejoicing at the Ponda. Yay. All right, I'm done. <laughs> We're going to head into. Oh, I had fun with that. All right, we're going to head into the first intermission. But first, let me tell you about our newest sponsor, Athletic Greens. Now, I just started taking Athletic Greens because I wanted better gut health, more energy, and an optimized immune system. I'll admit, I don't take pills or multivitamins currently, and this is a great supplement that takes care of all of that. So, what is this stuff you speak of, you might ask? Well, I'll tell you. It's a powder that you scoop into your water and you absorb 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, and whole food-sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help start your day on the right path, just like a Troy Terry or Ricard Raquel goal. This special blend of ingredients supports your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging so you can feel as young as Trevor Zegris or Jamie Drysdale. Athletic Greens is recommended by professional athletes and it's lifestyle friendly whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free. And you know how important that is here in Southern California. So... Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially heading into the flu and cold season. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply. Is that right? A free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and Five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right, coming up after the first intermission, we've got to talk about the power play, folks. We just got to. We'll get to that on the other side. Welcome back to the best damn locked on podcast, period. Locked on Anaheim Ducks. Can I say that? I guess I can. All right. I'm here locked in with your host, Jason J.D. Hernandez. <laughs> I think we're still a little bit excited about yesterday's 3-2 victory over the San Jose Sharks, beating up on the Chompy Boys. That was fun. We talked about overtime for about 10 minutes. But there's another aspect of the game that I want to talk about, 
and that is the power play. Now, why am I bringing this up? Why am I bringing up something bad in a 3-2 victory? Well, there's an easy reason. The power play, it sucked. It sucked yesterday. The power play was an anemic 0 for 5 in last night's game against the San Jose Sharks, who are, I mean, they're pretty good on the penalty kill for what it's worth. I mean, the Sharks are second in the league in penalty kill. If there's one thing the Sharks, one thing that the Sharks are good at this season, it's penalty killing. Did you know, did you know that the Sharks are second in the league right now in penalty killing with 86.4%? Yeah, I know. Shocked face, right? 86.4%. I bet you all didn't think it was that high. By the way, number one in the league is the Carolina Hurricanes at 89%, but that's the Carolina Hurricanes. They're just that freaking good. The Pittsburgh Penguins, third on that list, 85.5%. The Blues, 84.7%, and the Flames, 84.4%. The Ducks, for what it's worth, they're eighth in that category, 83%, because, hey, guess what? The Sharks were 0-4-3 on their own power play, but we're not going to talk about the Sharks' power play. No, this is locked on Anaheim Ducks. We're talking about the Ducks power play or powerless play last night. Did you notice that the power play had a little bit of a different look? Well, you should. Remember how I mentioned that a certain El Capitan was out from last night's game? Yeah, Ryan Getzloff was out. Ryan Getzloff is usually in that top power play line. In fact, this gives Ducks fans just good memories all around when you see Getzy, Raquel, Oh, and then you have some other great players there like, oh, I don't know, a Trevor Zegris, a Sonny Milano, a Jamie Drysdale. Those guys, yeah, they're they're pretty good, right? Yeah, they're they're all right. <laughs> all led in center by El Capitan Ryan Getzloff. He does make that power play click. Now I know some of you are thinking, Ryan Getzloff, old man Getzloff, he's on the wrong age, wrong end of 30? Yes, that same Ryan Getzloff. So I had to look this up. The Ducks right now have 41 power play goals. That's very good. Among that line, including Ryan Getzloff, they account for more than half of them. In fact, Ryan Getzloff has been on the ice for more than half of the power play goals. That's it, pretty important when you have a player of that caliber out on the power play because he is that playmaking guy. He is that guy that will get the puck to his teammates. He will get it to Ricard Raquel. He will get it to Zegris. When it was Getzloff and Terry on that power play unit, he'd get it to Terry. So Getzloff is very good at that. He's very adept at finding the open man. And that's something that he's done very well pretty much his entire career. In fact, almost half of his assists this season have come on the power play. It's a pretty, pretty decent, actually when you consider how many points Ryan Getzloff has this season, but he thrives in that power play. And that's thanks in part once again to the assistant coaching staff. That's thanks to Jeff Ward. Thanks to Mike Stuthers. Those kind of guys that help make the power play tick. But last night, it was just a completely different look, something that they are frankly just not used to. And, and it sucks. It sucks when you don't have your main guys out there. And it really sucks when you have to replace certain guys in lineup. I mean, you cannot replace, I hate to say this, but you cannot replace a Ryan Getzloff with a Sam Steele. Steele just doesn't have that playmaking ability 
that Ryan Getzloff does. And Steele is a perfectly competent player. Steele is fine as a top nine forward. But he's no Ryan Getzloff. He doesn't have the experience. Just doesn't have that, you know, look behind you kind of pass. And Getzy's had a couple of those this season. He's still a creative player for the Ducks. And when you're missing someone like that, the power play is going to suffer. And as we saw last night, it suffered greatly. This is due in part to Getzloff being out. But it's also due in part to, as I mentioned, the Sharks having a great penalty killing unit. And one of those players that's great on the PK, Ducks fans are very familiar with him, Andrew Cogliano. Cogs was out there a lot of the penalty killing time. And he was block- He blocked a couple shots, but he was also getting into lanes. Same with Nick Bonino. Yeah, Nick Bonino. How surprised were some of you fans to see Nick Bonino as a San Jose Shark? Yeah, I, I could see the looks on your guys' faces. You're pretty surprised. Nick Bonino is a San Jose Shark. And then, of course, you have, you know, the always reliable Logan Couture. You have Tomas Hurdle. And you have Long Beach native Matt Nieto. By the way, negative points to the Ducks broadcast for not mentioning that more. You've got to at least say Long Beach native Matt Nieto more often. Yeah, I know. Even my dog agrees with that. She's like, come on. He's from Long Beach. Yeah. I know, but he was very steady on the PK along with old man Brent Birds and AHL stalwart <laughs> Jacob Middleton. That's mean. That That's mean. Jacob Middleton's a great player. He was fine with the Barracuda, but he's an AHL player. I hate to say it. <sighs> All right, we're going to head into the second intermission because I've talked enough about the lack of a power play without Getsy. So let's talk about betonline.net, which is where the game starts. And you know what starts next week? March Madness, baby. That's right. Football might be over. There's no baseball because it's dead to us. Hockey's happening. But it is March Madness time in college hoops. And hey, if you're living in Chicago, good news. Loyola of Chicago's back in the tournament. So we have the 102-year-old nun back supporting her Loyola Chicago Ramblers. So, hey, if you want to put down a pretty penny on Loyola of Chicago, first get the approval of Sister Jean, then head over to betonline.net, which remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet Online is the official online sportsbook of the Locked On Podcast Network, and please gamble responsibly. And this is also brought to you by Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar ever. And if you're like me, you try to keep as healthy as possible, along with our other concurrent sponsor, Athletic Greens. Built Bar, they are delicious. They come in 18 great flavors covered in 100% chocolate fondue. So if you like cookies and cream, if you like cherry barcia, or you could try the Built Puffs, which are also covered in 100% chocolate, and try out some of those flavors, like my personal favorite, the Churro Puff. That's right. You heard that right. The Churro Puff Built Bar. It's not out all the time, but hey, when it's out, Pick up a box because it is that delicious. So head over to Built.com right now. 
Use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. Once again, promo code LOCKED15 gets you 15% off your next order of Built Bar. Please eat responsibly. <laughs> okay. So there is one other thing that I want to look at, and that is the standings because I think it's important that we look at the standings right now because the Ducks are kind of in a weird spot. We're two weeks away from the trade deadline, and the Ducks are right there. They're right there. 63 points. Edmonton, a point ahead of them at 64 points. Oh, by the way, Vancouver, they're starting to roll again. They're a point behind at 62 points. And also in the wild card hunt, the Dallas Stars, they have 67 points. They're rolling right now. And the Nashville Predators have 66 points. So the two wild cards might not even come from the Pacific. It could be Dallas and Nashville. Let's be honest here. Like, let's be real fans. It's going to be really tough to pass either the Kings or the Vegas Golden Knights. It's just going to be really tough. So I look at teams like the Edmonton Oilers, the Dallas Stars, the Nashville Predators. Look at those teams to possibly leapfrog because I don't think Minnesota is going to fall out of the top three. I still think they're a very good team. Same with St. Louis. They're a little bit too far ahead with so few games left. Fans, the Ducks only have 24 games left. Would you believe we're already coming up to that point of the season where it's the playoff push and there's only 24 games left? That's not a whole lot. So with that said, let's look ahead at the upcoming games. And this this is the stretch that I've been looking at all season long. And I've kind of been talking about this time in and time out. And that is the upcoming road trip for the Anaheim Ducks. It begins tomorrow night at the United Center. The Ducks play the Chicago Blackhawks. That's an afternoon game tomorrow. Then they play, you ready for this? The Nashville Predators. This is a team they are chasing in the wild card. This is a team that if they can beat them in regulation and swipe two points out of Nashville, that could be big for them. Because then after that, they've got the Devils. They've got the Islanders. Two teams they've beaten already this season on the road. And then you have the showdown against the New York Rangers. That's also going to be a highly important game. So I would say if the Ducks can get if they can get six points out of this road trip, I think they'd be okay with that. But they need to win that game at Nashville. They need to win that game if they're going to keep any realistic playoff hopes alive. So that is what is coming up. That's what's on the docket. Yeah, we'll we'll see how this road trip plays out. Once again, it begins tomorrow against the Chicago Blackhawks. Watch responsibly, folks. <laughs> I'm just saying, watch responsibly and have fun with it. All right, that's going to do it for today's podcast. Once again, thank you all so much for your continued support and your continued listens. It is greatly appreciated. Thanks for making Locked on Ducks, your first listen of the day. And hey, why not make Locked on NHL your second listen of the day? Gil Martin hosts on Mondays, and I'll shout out Wednesdays as I usually do with Sarah Avampato, host of Locked on Los Angeles Kings, because I will never say LA Kings because it is not LA City. Even Ducks fans make fun of that. 
Think about that. Ducks fans make fun of the whole, it's L.A. City. No, it's Los Angeles. Ugh. No one says L.A. City. People say New York City. People say Kansas City, except it's actually called Kansas City. But no one calls it L.A. City. Anyway, I digress. Western Conference Wednesdays with Sarah Avampato and Jess Balmasto of Locked on Flames. So check that out on Wednesdays. Make that your second listen of the day. Once again, you can listen to this podcast across all platforms, including Odyssey, Stitcher, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, among several others. You can follow me on Twitter at StimpyJD, and the show's Twitter is at LO underscore Ducks. Once again, thank you all so much for listening. It is greatly appreciated. For Locked On Anaheim Ducks, I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez saying have a great rest of the day. Please continue to be safe out there, be kind to one another, and Ducks fly together. <laughs>